The king and queen of Nepal came to Kodiak Island in 1967, and they stayed at our hotel with a large entourage of people. They filled the whole hotel. I lived in an apartment with my husband, Larry Freeman, and my son, Brett Muller, who was eight years old at the time and thought he had died and gone to heaven because he loved to fish. It was a great place, Kodiak. The king and queen were active, avid hunters, and they would go out to a hunting camp and stay a day or two and then come back to the hotel and regroup. They were very busy. Soon, the king's secretary came to me and said, Mrs. Freeman, would you mind having his majesty's things laundered? And I said, not at all. I have to wash my own this morning, so I'll be glad to do that. I took the king's pajamas and the king's lawn johns and towels from our apartment down to the laundry room where we had a giant commercial washer and dryer. I threw the things in the laundry and visited with the laundry lady who was mangling sheets. When the washing was done, I pulled them out and I said, Ethel, you have got to come here and feel the underwear. I can't believe how soft it is. To be a king is magic. Imagine having that against your skin. She agreed. It was probably 100 times softer than cashmere. So then I threw it in the dryer, and when I did, <laughs> you got it. When I did, I said to Ethel, the label says Granti Tribo Electrique. That's French, I think and I think it means guaranteed to go in the dryer or perhaps guaranteed to keep you warm, and I'm not sure which, so I'm gonna stand right here for five minutes and see if I can't keep an eye on it. I opened the door of the dryer, and you know those big dryers, everything's moving around like this after you open it, and I put my hands out and the long johns fell in my hands only they were now short johns. Oh, I squealed. Ethel thought she was just thinking I pulled a joke on her, that I was trying to pull her leg. Well, I wasn't. Ah! She rustled through and found the shirt. The shirt will fit a six-month-old baby. Oh, my God, what have I done? I was so upset. My face was beet red. I was just hysterical, laughing and crying, and she was as well. We finally got it together, and I grabbed the underwear, and I went around to the front lobby of the hotel, and I said to my husband, I shrunk the king's underwear. <laughs> he said, go buy him a new pair, you know. He didn't get it. So I went down to crafts. I bought a new pair of long underwear for the king, only to find out later, a lady doesn't give underwear to a king. How did I not know that? Dear me. So when I got back to the hotel, my husband said, don't feel badly. Come on, we'll go get a picture of you in the underwear to send to your mother because you know she's going to love this. She'll show all of her friends her crazy daughter's last escapade. So... I went upstairs with him to the suite and sat on the giant 
Kodiak brown bear rug that was on the floor. He put his handkerchief down on the rug and the underwear beside and beneath it. And I sat there going, look what I did this time, Ma. The next day, I walked down through the lobby of the hotel to go to the coffee shop to have breakfast. The desk clerk said, Carol, have you seen this morning's paper? I said, no, anything good? She held it up, and there on the front page of the Anchorage Daily News was the picture of me sitting on the brown bear rug with the king's underwear. Oh my God, not on the front page, please. But there it was. Well, of course, the phone rang off the wall that day. I kept getting phone calls from all my friends and family in Anchorage. But the most memorable phone call was from my sister-in-law, Mike, who was married to my brother, Red Dodge. She said, <laughs> the harmonica got me. <laughs> she said, don't worry about it, Carol. It'll be OK. Just think about it. Different culture, king, long underwear on the front page of the paper. They won't do much. Just cut off each finger of your left hand one by one. <laughs> now I was worried. Of course, the king came back two days later. And the first thing he did was ask for an audience with Mrs. Freeman. I made my husband go with me. He had duped me. I still can feel walking up those stairs, my heart pounding, my face beat red, and we get to the room where the king was, and the door opened, and the first thing I saw was Queen Ratna sitting in a chair in the corner, and she was beautiful in her silk sari and the red cast mark on her forehead, and she was like this with her hands in front of her face going tee -hee, tee -hee. <laughs> She got it. She understood how silly it was that they could shrink and be that small. <laughs> but then I turned to the king. He was not smiling. <gasps> Back to heart pounding. He asked me, Mrs. Freeman, how did you manage to get my clothes that small? Did you iron them dry and moved his arm back and forth as if to iron? And I meekly said, no, I put them in a dryer. Dryer? What is this dryer? Of course, the king had several servants. He wouldn't know what a dryer was. Al Burnett, the guide, the hunting guide, explained to him what a dryer was. I somehow managed to extricate myself from the room knowing full well I didn't curtsy or bow or anything. I was so embarrassed. I knew that everything was forgiven because they invited me to watch a movie with them that evening, the three of us, which was very special. The next day, I went to the lobby to say goodbye to everyone, and the ambassador to Nepal from the United States said, I have something for you. It's not the best poem I've ever written, but I want you to have it. I wrote this poem for you, and I'll read it and share it with you tonight. Oh dear, I'm full of care. 
I've gone and shrunk the king's underwear. I didn't mean to, on that I swear, but I'm glad he's not king here, but there. <laughs> Ambassador C.S. Kuhn. Thank you.